when I was really struggling, I was asking questions to a God that I didn't know if he was there or not, but I was asking him the most real questions I have ever had. I was being more honest with him than I ever had been. And he has showed me that he's not going to leave when I question him in that serious of a way. Like he, Mm -hmm. he isn't going to leave me um, even when I, you know, come at him with everything I have. My name is Nick Offenkamp, and you're listening to Gospel Stories, a podcast that shares the stories of Cities Church members and their experience of walking with God and finding His grace in life's difficulties. This week, I have the great privilege of sitting down to share the story of my wife, Hillary Offenkamp. In this episode, Hillary speaks to issues of faith and doubt, learning to be content, and the mysterious ways that God meets us in our suffering. And let me tell y'all, it's good. So, enjoy the episode. You're not an American. I'm not. No. No. So where are you Where are you from? I'm from Vernon, British Columbia, Canada. So you're Canadian. I am, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Um, what's Canada like? Wonderful. Yeah? It's the most amazing country there ever was. What's the best part about Canada? Well... It is so stereotypical, but everyone is a lot kinder up there. <laughs> <laughs> kinder than in America? Is yeah, that what you're comparing? Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Even then in Minnesota. Uh-huh. Minnesota nice is kind of a smile, but you know, there's some devil in the eyes or something. Oh yeah. all right, all right. And uh and so you grew up in, in Vernon, British Columbia, right? Yes. Okay. And what, what is Vernon like? Vernon is a fairly small town, about sixty thousand people. Um and it's a Farming town, mostly, or farms all around Vernon. And uh, it's really beautiful. It has lots of lakes and a big ski mountain. And it's very an outdoorsy place. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. And um, tell me a little bit, what what did your family look like growing up? Mom and dad and two older sisters. Okay. Yeah. Great. And where do they live now? They both live in Vernon. Okay. As does my parents, my aunts, uncles, grandparents. Wow. So mm-hmm. everyone is uh, is still everyone. There's one cousin who lives in Vancouver, but that's, that's so you're about the it. you're the rebel. Yeah. You're the yeah. black sheep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, now I I know that um, that you after high school mm-hmm. you had moved to New Zealand, right? Yes. So um, what what were you doing out there? Uh, going to Cape and Ray Bible College. Okay. It was a year-long um, intensive course uh, that just really teaches young people how to study the Bible for themselves. Okay. And how did you first hear about Cape and Ray? Um, from my older sister who went there a couple years before me, and she ended up staying out there, living out there, and marrying a man from New Zealand. Oh, so wow. she she stayed out there, and then she just loved it so much and knew that I would love it too. So I went out there with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I hear that you met someone. I did. 
out yeah. there as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You might be the interviewer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, uh, well, I, I certainly love that. Yeah. That story. Uh, so we met, um, and um, about when did we start dating? We uh, we were there from July to July, and we started dating in the March before we came home. And then we uh, both moved to our hometowns. Nick moved back to Vancouver, Washington, and I moved back to Vernon, which they're about 12 hours apart. So we would um, drive to each other's homes or fly um, over the course of a year. And then I moved down to Washington to go to college. Um AKA, how do I get into the States um, to be with this guy I really like? Um, And the student visa was the best way. So I came down on a student visa and then we got engaged 10 days after I moved down. I was 18 years old. I was very surprised my dad was okay with it, but he saw whatever in season Nick, this wonderful man. Um... And we were married about a year after we got engaged. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And uh, so tell me a little bit about what what does a day in the life for you look like? Mm. Um, so we have two kids. Uh, they're 14 months apart. They're one and just turned three. Um, so I am home with them. Lots of playing lots of cleaning chasing wrestling uh playing the piano trying to teach our son how to play the piano um and yeah just general joy and laughter in the midst of a few tantrums and (laughs) that kind of thing but mostly wonderful (laughs) yeah excellent and um now this last year Mm -hmm. God has been at work in some pretty significant ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, so maybe for starters, if you just kind of want to give us a a sketch of what the the last year has looked like mm-hmm. for you, um, what have been some of those those challenges that that you have have faced? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, I think I've always been one that is prone to asking the big questions and not stopping. Um, So I, you know, you might want to call it doubting. You might want to call it something else. But um, uh, right after our daughter was born... um, I I was really I think I had postpartum depression of a kind and then she you know the next thing I know she's 8 months old and you know how does that happen with an infant just time flies and I was still feeling so depressed um and that really took a toll onto my relationship with God I think in the season of mothering, when you have two very young kids, it is so hard to get in the word. It is so hard to, yeah, to discipline yourself enough to 
get up before they get up or, you know, they're, they're not sleeping through the night. So you're just so tired. There's, you know, I not meaning to make the excuses, but there are many things that make it a difficult season the for that. Feels stacked against you. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that that coupled with exhaustion and just genuine questions about who God is, um, all kind of came together in a perfect storm where I was, uh, faced with almost daily panic attacks for months and, um, all rooted in the question of like, where are you, God? Hmm. That is really, um, what it came down to for me. Um, it has always been hard for me to live so far from home Hmm. and, God knows my heart and my love for my family. And it's always been the big question of like, okay, well, why do we live so far away? Um, Why do you have us here? And there, um, and I think that 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 big desire of mine to be near to my family and God not seeing that to be right for me has made me doubt him more than ever. It made him doubt, made me doubt my, his love for me. So mm-hmm. anyways, um, that was kind of the last over the last year I've been dealing with that. And then it was really, um, I don't, this is often the way it is with God. I don't really know how to explain it other than he has softened my hard heart. Mm. There has been nothing that has changed in our situation. My desire to be home with my family has not changed I still feel anxious a lot. Um, But within the last six months, he has opened my eyes to see that maybe if I would actually invest here where I'm at, he would have really good things for me here, Um, which has been very hard to allow myself to fully engage here. Um, But at every point that I do, even just a bit, he meets me there and he, um, he gives me greater blessing and greater joy in that. Mm. Um, Which is, an odd way for that to that kind of season of depression and anxiety to it's not ended, but it's, it's lessened. Like I thought that, you know, there would be a, you know, what's the next concrete evidence? Like what, 
what are you going to show me so that I believe that you love me? Like, give me all the facts and the details. Mm -hmm. And it has been almost an unsatisfying answer to me, but I feel it in my heart and I know that it's true, Mm -hmm. which I really, I love facts and I love (laughs) knowing why things are the way that they are and then to experience this in my own life where I'm having to trust in faith that God would have good for me here and that he can help my anxiety and and make me trust him by not not really being able to explain it like it just happening gradually over time just seeing him actually soften my hard heart my heart was stone cold toward him and to see it where it is now like it's it's not where I want it to be but I think the thing that he taught me out of this or is teaching me is when I was really struggling I was asking questions to a God that I didn't know if he was there or not, but I was asking him the most real questions I have ever had. I was being more honest with him than I ever had been. And he has showed me that he's not going to leave when I question him in that serious of a way. Like he mm-hmm. he isn't going to leave me um even when i you know come at him with everything i have mm-hmm. um do you have any like concrete examples of like uh of those times where you've like opened yourself up to trust him trust that he has good for you here and mm-hmm. where you've like experienced his his grace <sighs> Um, I think with a particular like relationship with one of my friends, like I had just kind of known her um, more or less as an acquaintance. And then I really opened up to her and really went deep and we went deep and we we became much more knitted together than I ever really wanted to with anyone here. And I love her. And I know that that God saw it fit to give me her at the time that he did because he put her in my life right when I was doubting the most. And she walked through that with me, not really even knowing me that well. And she walked through it with me more than anyone else did except for you. Like, And I see that as an immense blessing and... Um, yeah, just, just knowing that there is good here, like it may not be what I want, but there is good here. Mm-hmm. And would have been, um, the other like means of grace that you've experienced God using, um, to encourage you, um, to like, break down your your stone cold heart as you had said it was like what have been mm-hmm. the the uh the things that you've been most like 
helped by or grateful for? Yeah. There's a couple things that come to mind. I think the uh, one thing would be the spiritual discipline of getting up early and praying and reading the Bible. Um, I noticed myself after I started to, after I had started to kind of come out of this season of deep questioning and depression, I noticed the way that I would pray to God became different. I started trying to like check myself and am I saying the right thing? And, um, am I calling him Lord enough and stuff? And like, um, and he really said to me in that time, like, what are you doing? Like, I've loved you at your worst and I know you, like, why are you putting on this show? Mm. Like, I know your innermost being, I know your heart. Um, so I think that, that that has been, been a thing that has come out of this season has been being able to be honest with God and knowing that he really does love me. Um, another thing which has been a surprising means of grace has been, um, I've always loved music and since having children, I haven't really engaged with it much. Um, but it was a few months ago now that I sat down at the piano after a long time of not touching it. And these songs just started coming out of me and they were all these questions to God or, um, just really, it was a, it was a way to say what was going in my, on in my heart in a new way that was, I just felt like I was able to express myself more and kind of break down the barriers that I had put up. Um, so that's been a real means of grace in my own life. I didn't know that that was something that God would use, but it has been. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It sounds like, um, community and investing in mm -hmm. friendships. Uh, you'd mentioned this, this special friend of yours that's, mm -hmm. that's really helped. Sounds like that's been another thing that God is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And just being all in where you're at. And there are people all around. They may not be the people who you thought you would love or who you maybe wanted to love. But there are people right in front of you who want to be known. Mm -hmm. And community is such a gift in that way. because. When I actually invest right here where I'm at, there's so much greater blessing. And if my friend hadn't done that, I I think that I would be in a very dark space place mm -hmm. still. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that you had mentioned earlier, and I'm just going to paraphrase and kind of put it in my own words, but this recurring prayer of God you know how much I love my family. You know how much I love Vernon. Can't we, can't you move us back mm -hmm. there? Mm -hmm. And uh, 
to uh, to pray that prayer every day for years, and um, for God to not answer it the way that you would want Him to. Mm-hmm. I think that all of us can can relate to that mm-hmm. um, of of calling out to God for something that we we really want, and sometimes over the course of years, mm-hmm. and for Him to say. To say no, to mm-hmm. say not yet, um, or to feel silent mm-hmm. in in those times. Mm-hmm. From where you're at now, if you could offer yourself like some encouragement a year ago, mm-hmm. or to somebody else who's in that same spot mm-hmm. that they've got something that they're just right. praying about, but they don't feel like God hears them. Mm-hmm. Um, how 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 might you yeah encourage them what would you offer yeah you know i don't think a year ago i think anyone could have said anything to me and i would not have believed them and that was god changing my heart softening my heart um so i don't want to i would never want to make someone feel like just stick a verse on it kind of thing. And I know that's not what you're saying. Um, But I think that in that time, I would have felt like, don't say anything like that to me. Um, It was, it was really people pressing in and just listening to me and just loving me where I was at, not pressuring me to be somewhere I wasn't. Um, If, if you came upon a listening ear, I would say, like, cling to what you know of God. Cling to his promises. He has been faithful in your past. If you are a Christian, you have experienced God's faithfulness in your life at some point. Cling to it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's really, really rich. That sounds like a big piece of it, like, that, uh, that like... Your friends are just very stable and calm, mm-hmm. and they didn't like really recoil or react or yeah, not at all. Um, I think if in that time someone had kind of freaked out and really called me to like repent or um. Or, you know, try to fire and brimstone me or, you know, something like that. Like, you're going to go to hell. Like, that kind of thing. That would have been so detrimental to my faith. And God knew that. And so he placed people in my life who I thought that they would leave. (laughs) Like, I thought that they would recoil when they heard what was really going on inside my heart. But somehow they didn't. And I know that that can be only God. Mm-hmm. Th- to do that yeah because it would be hard to not be kind of you know going off the handle if someone were to say that to you right right yeah my um my last question is that you talked about um being all in mm-hmm. here 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and this this feeling or experience that you had previously of kind of having again me paraphrasing, but one foot in Minnesota mm-hmm. of the it's where you're located, mm-hmm. but the other foot and really your heart and desires mm-hmm. in in Canada. And I think that a lot of people feel that way too, where they kind of feel stuck. And whether it's physical location or just desires career-wise or what they want to be doing with their life, where you're in one spot, but you want to be somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And that can be a really hard transition to make when you want something else so bad, Mm -hmm. but needing to learn to be content and in your words, to be all in where, where you're at. So what, um, what has that looked like um, for you to to really go all in while still like having these desires to mm-hmm. be somewhere else? Um, how how do you manage that? Mm-hmm. I think in the place I am now, I'm managing it a lot better. <laughs> than I was. Um, and does it feel like still a, a daily? It it does, but it's it... so much less. Okay. Um, I think that if I were to sit down and be sad and dwell on it, I could very easily be in a place that I was. Um, it was right around the turning point for me of like God softening my heart <laughs> that he also, I think it's Genesis 12. Um, he had us going through this at church the week that I'm feeling like, okay, God, maybe like you're softening my heart. What is this? I'm feeling like maybe you are there. Um, and then it's, I think it's Genesis 12, but where Abraham is called to leave his family and to go to follow God. And I, I remember being very surprised that, that that's the text that he would have us go through. And I remember crying in church cause I was just, I felt my heart still fighting it. Um, and then I called my sister and I told her about that and she started crying and she was like, I I think God must have you in Minnesota and for now. And and she's like you you can't um Yes, we are your family, but there is the family of God like right there. Um so I think that Without God softening my heart, my day-to-day would be very difficult. But he has done so in such a way um, to just just bring me some peace and clarity that that there is good here. And he has shown me that there is sweetness to relationships here. They may not be the same dynamics that I have with my sisters who I grew up with. You know, you know all the same inside jokes. You just get each other. Mm-hmm. But there is a different sweetness, which is equally as sweet. 
here in relationships. And I think that without those, I would be really struggling. But God has been faithful to put people in my life to to really just love me and that I can love them. Like he has been very faithful, um, faithful to do that. And I think as hard as it is for me most days, I do remember him presenting that Abraham text and, and trying to have my perspective, which is a very hard thing for me to do, but to have the perspective that we are not seeking this city, but we're seeking the city that is to come mm-hmm. and to have that heavenward gaze um, that, yes, I may miss my family, but this isn't, this isn't it. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much more than just this earth, um, which is hard to shift my perspective to that way. But he has allowed my heart to be softened even to that point, which I never would have expected it to be again. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's an amazing story of, of God's grace at work in your life, of experiencing the, the realness of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh, really grateful for your willingness to, to share that with us. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Gospel Stories. Gospel Stories is a production of Cities Church. You can learn more about Cities Church and find all kinds of great resources by visiting cityschurch.com. We'll be back soon with another story of a City's Church member's experience of God's extraordinary grace. So be sure to subscribe to our podcast so that the next episode automatically shows up in your feed. If you were encouraged by this episode, please leave us a review, or better yet, give it a share so that more people can hear about the work of Jesus in the life of his people. A very special thanks to Sarah Groves for our theme music. If you haven't listened to Sarah Groves' music, definitely check her out. And finally, if you have a story that you'd like to share, please head on over to cityschurch.com stories to find our submission form. Thanks so much for tuning in. You'll hear from us again soon. Just